So tonight we're going to be continuing our Bible study and unfaithfulness. This is part four of our series of, on, on unfaithfulness. And uh, last night we covered some characteristics of unfaithfulness, but we didn't quite complete that study. We were running long. And, uh, and so tonight we're going to finish characteristics of unfaithfulness, and then we're going to go into where God what God does about his that uh... right okay dad can you hear me now yeah okay well that's better I got I went and got my bluetooth speaker and now I can now I can hear you for some reason the oh. volume dropped off earlier yeah, I, the volume's down, but I can hear you okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, just leave Okay, so our first, uh, our first verses that we're going to look at tonight are in Proverbs, and okay. uh, it's in, it's in Proverbs chapter twenty-four, eleven and twelve. So if you want to. If you want to turn in your Bibles to Proverbs 24, we will uh, we'll say a prayer and then we'll we'll start off there. Proverbs 24, 11 and 12. I see Aaron's logged on. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Dad. How are you guys? Great. I love you, son. Hi. Why is Dad so quiet? I can hear all you guys crystal clear. I know. He that he quiet, quiet on my phone, my phone too. <clears throat> Am I still quieter? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. And grandma has an echo. <laughs> I do, I do. Oh. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure why. <laughs> prayers and keep on going yes sir i'm gonna put you on speaker oh much better okay i turned off my wi-fi and just okay. heard the data gotcha okay and, and i yeah. think that's probably mom's pr problem too she probably just if she turned off her wi-fi and used her data but then again not everybody has unlimited data i think lost mom yeah, I think she dropped off. I bet you she'll log on here in a second. If if she was her Wi-Fi, it'd probably be helpful. I think we lost her completely. Nope, she's back in. Yep. If she can't hear me, why don't you guys tell her to try to uh, turn She just off came off. back on. Now hey, Mom. hear you, darling. Ah, and we can hear you. Okay, we're back in, we're back in the groove. Let's have at it. I think that was the Wi-Fi problem, Mom. I turned off my Wi-Fi, and mine quit having problems. Oh, you might be right. Because that, because if you're on their Wi-Fi, it after after like three minutes, it will mess everything up. Mm. Let me see if I can get off of it. Yeah, you just, just go into your phone, turn off the Wi-Fi, and keep, just stay on the call and go back. All right. 
Father, thank you for this time together as a family to read your word. Can, thank you, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you, Ma. <clears throat> oh, no, I lost your voice. No, nope, we yeah, can hear you. Me. Go ahead. We uh, can hear you. Well, that's good, except I'm not the one doing the lesson. I need to be able to hear you. And you have a little tiny, tiny, tiny voice. Again. With no Wi-Fi. Father, thank you for this time together as a family. To Please watch over and keep us. Open our eyes. Did you pray? Open our Give us your grace thank as we, we read you. your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, Aaron, you can hear me. They can't? Um, I can hear you just fine. Yes, sir. I can okay. Yeah, we can hear you now. All right. Okay, good. All right. So, like I said, we're in Proverbs 24, verses 11 and 12. And to put it in context, I'm going to start off in verse 10. If you faint, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. That's a nice way. When you say that your strength is small, that's a nice way of saying you're a weakling. I'm strong. If you, for, if you forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death and those that are ready to be slain, if thou sayest, behold, we knew it not, if not he that pondereth the heart, consider it. And he that keepeth thy soul does not know it, and shall not he render to every man according to his works. Now, those can be some difficult words to understand. But let's, I'm going to give you a couple other translations. You guys know I have this big, fat 26-translation Bible. It helps put things into perspective. So let me give you another, another translation that says, if you faint, if you get weak in the day of adversity, or when the trouble comes, you draw back, you run and hide. That means you're a weakling. And if you give way in the time of trouble, you're a weakling. Be the savior, here's what it says. Be the savior of those who are given up to death. And do not hold back your hand from helping those who are slipping into destruction. For if you say, I didn't know about it, Father, shall not he, the one who looks into our hearts, perceive the truth? And the keeper of your soul, he will know the truth. And he will render to every man according to his works. God's word says part of being faithful is to be a dadgum hero. Is to be a righteous man. To stand up. When people are being persecuted, 
to do what's right when the pressures of the world are trying to push you to do what's wrong or at least to turn a blind eye to it. When you see that there are those who are crushed, who cannot fight back, God expects you to stand up and to stand in their way. Aaron, do you remember do you remember the black guy from Bay Ship that met us at the uh, swap meet that day? Tried to uh, give me money? No, I don't. We had a situation in my one of my previous jobs where there was a black man being persecuted for his color. Yeah. I turned it into the administration. They did nothing. They swept it under the rug. Three times I turned it in. They did nothing until it turned into a physical problem, which I also broke up. And the company promptly fired the black man and kept the other guy. And when the black man got a lawyer, the company called me in and said that they just wanted to go over my story to make sure my story was going to line up with the company. And I said, well, if the company's going to tell the truth, then my story will line up perfectly with the company's. And they went and settled with that man. And when I was at the swap meet a couple months later, that man came up to me in the swap meet and pulled out a pocket full of $100 bills and wanted to give me some money for it. And I said, brother, if I took money for doing the right thing, then what kind of lesson would that be to my children? Yeah. I didn't do it for the money. And that's what this is saying. Part of your being faithful, part of our being faithful, is to stand up. In fact, as I was recapping this and studying this, in preparation for this Bible study, I, I, that's the, that's what spurred me to go and write that, that material that I sent to you, Dad. Yeah. Because I realized that God expects me to do something. He expects me to do something. He expects me to stand up, to be strong and courageous. And I know no matter how much it hurts, that my mother would rather bury 50 courageous sons than live with one coward. Yeah, uh, that's what we're going on with the government right now. Yes. And that's, that's how we have to be. We don't try to preserve our lives at the at the cost of other people or at the cost of our freedoms or at the or even at the cost of letting wickedness and unrighteousness win. Right. Exalt itself against God. Some of these people in Congress right now need to be before firing squad. They do. I mean literally. Yes.
I mean it too. They're traitors to this country. They're traitors. And I, and I know I know that it's wrong of us to stand aside and to think that we should let bygones be bygones. And if they're not right here in my backyard, then I should mind my own business. Yeah. I know it's wrong. I know that God looks at that as unfaithfulness. I know that God sees cowardice and not just cowardice. If he sees an aversion to action, an aversion to doing what's right is a betrayal to him. Why? Because he made us to glorify him. Yeah. He made us to glorify him. Our purpose in living is to glorify him. Our purpose of existence is to glorify our creator. Yes. And when we act in a cowardly manner, when we draw back from what we know is right, in that moment, we have betrayed the purpose for our creation. Right. And we have betrayed our creator. Strong words. But I believe that there were pastors in 1775 that were preaching much the same words. Mm-hmm. We've become weak and slovenly. Right. Our next verse tonight that we're going to look at is in Matthew. We're going to be looking a lot at Matthew. We looked at Matthew a lot last night. Right. So we've got three three areas of Matthew we're going to look at tonight. We're going to look at Matthew 25, 8 through 13. Matthew 25, 8 through 13. This is the the lamp and the oil that we looked at last night. So I'm going to go quickly on these because we've, we've covered this no less than three times in the last week. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you. But go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the virgin, saying, Lord, let us in. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man comes. And we covered this last night, but for, for anyone who wasn't in, or anybody who's listening to this podcast tonight, where it was their unfaithfulness, their unfaithfulness was in failing to do what they were instructed. They, they did not prepare. They were not prepared. And in their failure to prepare for their Lord, they were unfaithful. And he shut the door on them. And he said, I don't even know you. Our Lord expects us to be prepared. That's right. 
He doesn't need slovenly servants that have to be told every little thing. Our Lord doesn't need servants that forget to prepare things. Our Lord doesn't need servants who need for him to personally come and tell us repeatedly what he wants us to do. Our Lord picks out the elect. He picks out the cream of the crop. He takes to himself those whom God has selected from amongst man to serve the son whom he loves. I think it's interesting. I'm sorry about that. I think it's interesting to note that we virgins weren't doing something over evil. They were just not doing what they were supposed to be doing. They were distracted, doing the fields and visit among each other. They hurt keeping the focus. Indeed. Our uh, mom, you have a pretty good echo going on there. I'm sorry. I will do it. Uh, our next one is in Matthew 25 also, and it's verses 24 to 30. Matthew 25, verses 24 to 30. Then he which had received one talent, which we covered also again last night. Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I know that you are a hard man. Reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not straw. And I was afraid. I went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, thou hast what is thine. And the Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I did not sow, and they gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then in my coming, I should have received my own with usury. We talked about this last night. We discussed it at length. And, and the unfaithfulness was in failure to obey his Lord. His Lord told him, go and take this money, invest it, and work it. And he didn't. He didn't. Instead, he did what he thought was right and righteous, which was to make sure that he didn't lose any of it. But even if he would have gave back that talent to his Lord with one penny of growth on it, his Lord would have said, okay, because his Lord understands that each one of us is given in accordance to our, in accordance with our capabilities. He would have been obedient if he had grown it one penny. That's right. But if he brought it to his Lord, back what his Lord invested, his Lord said, no, you're wicked and unfaithful. Wicked and unfaithful. 
Okay, the next section is, is also in Matthew 25. It's verses 41 to 46. Okay. Then shall you say unto them also on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. We read this last night. This is the everlasting fire that is prepared for the devil and his angels. And for those who have committed themselves to Jesus Christ, they've been born again, and they have eternal life. And if you have received eternal life, and then you have rebelled against your Lord, there's no place for you except for the eternal fire. Because you cannot be killed. Well, God can snuff you out. But otherwise, that's it. All right. So tonight's Bible study, we are, uh, we're done with the characteristics. God deals accordingly. His wrath is the message of the characteristics, that God deals according to the unfaithful, to the wicked. He deals them a hand that is equal to their unfaithfulness. That's right. All right. So now we're going to go into the un the unfaithful will be denounced. And the first verse that we have to look at in the unfaithful being denounced is in Isaiah. It's in Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5. And I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 7. Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. Now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. And he fenced it. And he gathered it out of the stones of that hill. And he planted it with the choicest vines. And he built a tower in the midst of it. And he also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes. And it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem... And men of Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and the vineyard. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done it? This is God speaking. <laughs> what else could I have done to my vineyard that I haven't done? Please tell me. Come and argue with me. Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, why did it bring forth wild grapes? Wasn't ten. Now, me, me and Dad and Mom, we know what wild grapes are. They're, they're Mustang grapes. Right. Wild yeah. grapes are not sweet, and they're not soft. 
Wild grapes are sour. They're bitter. They have seeds in them, and they have a tough skin. And sometimes the skin on the wild grapes is a little furry. You got to get past the furry too to eat a bitter grape. It's going to turn your stomach sour. It's not an enjoyable grape to eat, but you'll eat it if you're starving. Some people take wild grapes and they make a wine with it, but you'll never see a $5,000 bottle of wine made with Mustang grapes. So the Lord's saying, why when I went to my vineyard did I see nothing but Mustang grapes? Why? And now I'm going to tell you. And now, therefore, I pray you, let me tell you what I'm about to do to my vineyard. I'll take away the hedge of it. And it'll be eaten up. And I'll break down the wall. And the wall will be stepped on. And I'll lay it to waste. And it will not be pruned or maintained or dug. But it will be covered up with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they don't give it any rain. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel and the men of Judah, his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but beheld oppression. He looked for righteousness, but beheld a cry. And I think that that word right there ties right into what we read earlier from Proverbs. Now that might have been Israel at the time when Isaiah was given it. But if there's any of us on this call that think that that's not America right now, we're missing the mark. We were the vineyard. Yeah. The Lord came and he built us a hedge around us and he protected us and he blessed us. He gave us fertile soil and he took the stones out of that and he planted the best of everything in this nation. He gave us the best of everything. He sent the wisest the smartest people from all over the world to come and migrate here. He sent hard-working people to come and migrate here. He gave us a nation that, that we could call a new Israel. He gave us all that our hearts desired and more. And now I'm sure when the Lord comes to visit his vineyard, he's finding nothing much but Mustang grapes. Right. I know that we need to pray. I don't know what else we can do about it. Except to seek his guidance, to be obedient. But I know that it's not right that our Lord should come to his vineyard and find it unmaintained, fallen down, 
full of briars and Mustang grapes. And if our heart doesn't yearn to change that, to please our Lord, we need to seek, we need to look inside ourselves. It's not right. Okay, I've got a few more of those, obviously, but we're going to take this in doses. And uh, I think tonight I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Dad. We're at the 35-minute mark. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over. Dad, it's all yours. All right. The floor's yours. Okay. Father, we, we do see the times in your vision. Father, the, the Mustang grapes are taking over the wild grape. But we know too, Lord, you sent us a Cyrus. Father, even many, many Jews did not go back to their homeland. So, Father, we ask Lord tonight to cleanse, cleanse this nation, Father. And remove the bad grape. We asked you, Lord, put a hedge about those who are caring and loving and honest. Lord, that we not sit in judgment, but we confess our sins and allow you, Lord, to cleanse us and make us your very own. We ask you to bless our president, Father. He's going through a hard, hard time, Father. But Lord, uh, you put a stout, strong man in office who has blessed this nation. And yet, Lord, he has many, many against him. But Lord, there's nothing impossible with you, and we know that. And I pray for mom. I ask God that you will bless her. Watch over her tonight. Bless Aaron. Keep him strong. I ask your blessings over Sky, Father. Lord, you'd be faithful. That he be steady and steadfast. Thank you for ever caring for us, Lord, as you do. Thank you for your word, Father, because it opens our eyes. You said, Lord, to eat the word of God. And Lord, as Ezekiel ate that scroll, it was sweet to the taste, but sour to the stomach. Because there were so many bad things going on, Father. And so, Lord, we ask you, Father, to guide us, teach us, and direct us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Good night. I love you guys. All right. Good night, guys. Love you. You bet. Good night.